6 say, oh, come, let us worship. Let us bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. So today, if you will, hear his voice. great and awesome in all of He's worthy to be praised.
God some praise. Come on, let's all stand and give an awesome God some praise. Come on, lift your hands and give an awesome God some praise. Praise God. Remember the magnitude of your harvest is dependent upon the depth of your praise. Praise, praise God. See, the earth is designed to yield greater increase when it receives greater praise. So you can shift your position or condition today just with your praise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just with your praise, you can shift your position or your condition. Amen. Amen. I heard some, someone say that praise is the big gun of faith. It's the big gun. See, when you can praise God before you see anything. Come on, when you can praise Him before you see anything. That's a real indication that you really believe God. Amen. 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 I said amen. Praise God. So Father, we thank you so much for your presence here today. Thank you so much for inhabiting the praise and our worship. So we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're here with us not only in us but with us and we reverence that presence for in your presence is the fullness of joy and at your right hand there's pleasure set forevermore so i give you praise in advance for the utterance you will provide today to speak a now word to your people i thank you that this atmosphere has conditioned the people's hearts to hear receive and then do the living word of god if there was fallow ground, it has been broken up. And so hearts of the people now are pliable, receptive to the living word of God. And as the word is being delivered, I thank you that physical healing will be manifested in the lives of many on today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you believe that, why don't you shout amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Now, high five somebody around you and say, now let's get into this word. Let's get into this word. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amazing. 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 
Boy, it's going to be easy to teach today, boy, I tell you that. We might not get out of here until 5.15. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll bring in some food for y'all. Don't worry about it. Everybody say thank you. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Uh, John 10.10, 10, very familiar, should be thus far, being this year is the year of enjoyment. 2019 is the year of enjoyment. It is the year that we're going to renew, restore, and experience joy unspeakable and full of glory. And it's also the year of having. It is the year that we're going to receive in manifestation those things that we believe God for. Amen. And so uh, that's what we're declaring, that's what we're believing, and that's what we'll have in Jesus' name. So the Amplified of John 10.10 lets us know, it says, The thief comes in only, in o- excuse me, only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Glory to God. So it is the will of God that we enjoy life. And have that kind of life, an enjoyable life, in abundance to the full until it overflows. So in other words, we should have enough for ourselves and then plenty for others. Amen. Amen. Y'all with me this morning? So we jumped off uh, last week uh, talking about uh, the fullness squared. In other words, there's going to be some exponential uh, acceleration in the things of God as it relates to the fullness of God. And but um, my main intent last week is to encourage you to give you some uh, some tools, some weapons to defeat every giant in your life. I don't know about you, but did anybody conquer and take down some giants last week? Amen. All praise God. So what did we say in order to get rid of conquer, defeat any giant, which is an oversized challenge in your life? We just simply said, number one, don't fear. Take your neighbor said, don't fear. Don't fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. We said, secondly, we have to decree our victory. We have to declare and decree our victory before the victory even manifests. All right? And then we said, number three, we have to demonstrate our faith. And instead of running from the challenge, we run towards it, praise God, because we know who we have uh, working with us. Amen? Praise God. And so today I want to launch into a brand new series that I believe will, will, will revolutionize uh, your life in, in so many ways. Now, uh, what I'm going to talk about today, um, I, I, I've done a series on this prior, but it's been well over 10 years uh, since I've done the series, and so many of you haven't heard any revelation on, on this from me, and those of you who happen, happen to be with us that long, uh, forget about what I told you before. I want you to hear it brand new. Now, why do I say that? Because sometimes we can hear a title and we can hear about something that we have heard and we we'll automatically say, oh, I heard that. But see, the word of God is living. It's living. So really, uh, every single day you can read one scripture, the same scripture every day for seven days, and you should get more revelation and different revelation every single day. Amen. Because it's alive. It's alive. And so I don't want you to box me in today, praise God. I don't want you to put me in the box and say, oh, he's going here. No one knows except me and Holy Spirit where I'm going. Well, I know where you're going with this. You do not. I'm going to tell you that right now, praise God. All right. So go to Mark chapter 4 with me real fast, and let's 
let's break this thing open and, uh, and, 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 and um, pull out everything God uh, has uh, for us on this. Now, my plan is to be on this for probably at least three weeks, uh, and so um, I'll do my best to get as much information into your life on today, but we're not going to rush this because it's very, very important uh, for you to get an understanding of what we're going to be sharing with you over these next uh, few weeks. So Mark chapter number 4, verse number 26. Mark 4, 26. Uh, anybody there yet? Okay, awesome. It says, and he said, he being Jesus, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Verse 27. And should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should spring, should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. Verse 28, for the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. Verse 29, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. Praise God. So the title of this series is just simply this, The Power of a Seed. The Power of a Seed. Praise God. Now, shout that whipping this morning. Say, the power, the power of, a seed. of a seed. Amen. Amen. Now, let me define some things for you because uh, if you heard me before, I always say this, the power to define is the power to fulfill. So if you don't have a clue what I'm talking about, you cannot put this in practice in your life. Okay. So now let's define some things so we can all be on the same page. Now, the word power simply means ability. It means strength. It means might or force. Okay, it's ability, it's strength, it's might or force. And so now when we say the power of the seed, we're talking about the ability of the seed, the strength of a seed, the might of a seed, or the force of a seed. All right. Now, you notice uh, the, the, the graphic that we chose uh, for this particular lesson is a single plant growing out of solid rock. I don't know if you heard, I've seen that in, the, in, in person before, but it's an amazing thing. There's that, that brown stuff is not dirt. That's rock. But yet something grew out of a hard place. Something grew out of a hard place. Only because there was the presence of a seed. The only thing that caused that plant to grow out of that rock was there was a seed. That's why we're talking about the power, the strength, the, the might, the force, the ability of a seed. Because in the natural, the seed can cause a plant to grow out of a hard place. We can certainly count on the seed growing up out of our lives. Are y'all here with me to hear me today? Amen. Now, now let's define seed. Let's define seed. Seed comes from the Greek word sperma, S-P-E-R-M-A, which simply means the origin of a thing. The origin of a thing. Okay, it's the origins where things start. Everything starts, and I'm getting ahead of myself already. Everything starts with a seed. You wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't a seed. Amen. Second definition of seed is provision. Everybody say provision. provision. Go with me uh, quickly to Genesis chapter 1, and let's look at verse number 29. Uh, Genesis 1, verse number 29. Praise God. 
Go ahead and throw that up there for me. Genesis 1.29 says, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields what? That yields what? Seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose uh, fruit yields what? Seed, notice this last part, to you it shall be for what? Food. Another translation says provision. So in the beginning when God was creating everything before mankind ever showed up on the earth, God put in the earth seed. And what was the purpose of seed? The purpose of the seed was to provide for the man that he was going to put in the garden. So seed is provision. Amen. Every farmer knows that. A farmer, one who, you know, farms for a living, <laughs> praise God, or farms to receive, he knows that the seed in his hand can, is translates to provision for his life. So he takes the time and understands how to handle and how to deal with the seed because that seed is designed to give him provision. Amen. Y'all with me? Okay, let's look at this next definition of, of seed. Seed is the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. Seed is the Word of God. Go with me to Luke, Luke 8, verse 11 real fast. Luke 8, verse number 11. It says this. Now the parable is this. The seed is what? What? Come on, say it or read it. Seed is the Word of God. Now, you've heard me say before, the Word of God is our victory in seed form. Okay? So that's why we got to have a, a, a proper understanding of the Word because what you're hearing today, what you're hearing today is seed for you. So now, if seed in a natural can cause a plant to grow out of a hard place, you can take what you're hearing today and grow some stuff in your life. You hear what I'm saying? That's why church attendance at church, it can't just be a spectator sport. It's got to be, man, I'm coming to get some seed. This word is not just uh, something that pastor want to say, something that, you know, I got to listen to because I'm here. No, I'm, it's seed to provide, you, to provide for you because seed is also provision. So this word you can live off of. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 1 Peter 1.23, let's look at this. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible what? Seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So we were born again. Our whole relationship with God is based upon seed, which is the word of God. A seed was planted in your heart. Somebody was teaching, on, teaching the word or witnessing to you. And that word that they spoke to you was seed. And you received that seed in your heart. And that seed grew up in the decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So now you're born again by a seed. You hear what I'm saying? That's why Paul says that some plants, others water, but God gives the increase. What are we planting when we, when we share in people's lives about Jesus and about the Word? We're planting seeds. So one day, somebody else could probably water it, 
and then, but ultimately God's going to give the increase. So the idea is that we put seed in your life so now God can bring that seed up in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, and then our, our last definition of seed, so we say it's the origin, it's provision, it's the word of God, and seed is also whatever a person sows. Whatever a person sows. Go with me to Galatians chapter 6. Let me spend a few moments on this so we can uh, have some good understanding of it. Okay, Galatians chapter number 6. Okay, ah, oh, glory to God. All right. So seed is what? The origin is what? Provision. It is what? The word of God. And now we're talking about what? It's whatever a, man, a person sows, right? Okay, now let's look at this. Galatians 6, 7 in the Amplified. Galatians 6, 7 in the Amplified. Tell me if you're close, please. You're there? All right, that means you're close. Praise God. Say, so do not be deceived and deluded and misled God would not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. Turn to your neighbor and say, you cannot trick God. Tell your other neighbor, say, neither can you. Isn't it amazing that we work overtime sometimes to try to figure out a better way to do things than what God has laid out? Am I right about it? I mean, we're over, we, we, we call people, we, we, we scheme, and we, we, we try to manipulate, and, and we make up stuff, and, 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 and we try to get all kinds of resources to back up our decision to try to do things outside of the way God has laid them out. But the Bible says he who tries to delude God inevitably deludes himself. So the only person you are hurting is yourself. Would you try to change up the way God says do it? Are y'all hearing this? Now, now, now listen, we all guilty of it because, you know, sometimes we, 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 we start feeling ourselves. And we figure out we, we, we can handle this on our own, right? I said, right? Yeah, no, no, no. He says, listen, God will not be mocked. mocked. In other words, we can't turn and look at God and tell God, God, you don't know what you're talking about. Tell your neighbor, say, now, that's a fool right there. That's a fool. That's an absolute, positively 100% fool right there. And God's like, Whatever. Because no matter what our opinion is, his word is not going to change. You know, we're talking about, you know, God, you know the, the, the word is, is old. The, the word is, is beyond its time and, and, and the word is not relevant anymore. Are people still here? 
if people be still here, the word is still relevant. Because the people are no different here now than they were in Jesus' day. They just didn't have social media. We just now more aware how crazy people are now because they put everything up on social media. Come on, somebody talk to me. Oh, am I the only one that be scrolling through me? Like, what were they thinking? Oh, geez. oh, they wasn't thinking. That's why I so. People, I wasn't aware. They just put their craziness out for you to see. But see, it took three, four days for news to travel in Jesus' day, where now it takes three, four seconds. But people are the same. There was sin in Jesus' day. There was stealing in Jesus' day. There was lying in Jesus' day. There was fornication in Jesus' day. There was adultery in Jesus' day. Are y'all quiet now? All that was in Jesus' day, and it's in our day. It's just multiplied because there's so many, so many more people here, and, and, and information is just so readily available. Amen. So the word remains relevant. That's why the word is infallible. The word can never be changed. That's why there's not one amendment to the word. You don't have a, a, a supplement to your Bible that said the first amendment to the scriptures. No, it never will be. We have amendments to our Constitution, but we, don't, we will never have amendments to the word because the word of God will never, ever change. Why? Because it's living. It grows and it lives with us no matter what's going on in society. The word applies to it. So the sooner, and I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about the world because they do have an excuse because they, they're ignorant. But as soon as the body of Christ realize, oh, Jesus, as soon as the body of Christ, the saved folk, the ones that profess Jesus, as soon as they find out that there's no better way than God's way, then the better off we're going to be. Amen? Because I think there's a scripture that says, when the, when the righteous flourish, the nation rejoices. Look at that. When the righteous flourish, the nation rejoices. When the righteous flourish, the nation rejoices. Now, how are the righteous going to flourish? The righteous flourish by doing it God's way. Amen. Y'all ain't knew all that stuff was in that scripture, did you? Praise God. See that? But look at this last part. For whatever, everybody say whatever. whatever. Say whatever again. Whatever. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. Verse 8 says, for he who sows to his own flesh, lower nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction but he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Now, what I, what I bring all that up is because in order to reap something of decay and ruin and destruction, you have to be sowing something other than the Word. Because the Word will never produce decay, ruin, and destruction. It's impossible. I said it's impossible for the Word because the Word gives life. The Word uh, uh, only adds to the Word, doesn't take away. So it cannot produce a result 
of ruin, decay, and destruction. So there has to be other types of seed other than the Word of God. Are y'all hearing me? Because there are some that say, well, Jesus, when Jesus talked about the seed, he only talked about the Word of God. That is correct, but it's incomplete when you make that blanket statement. Yeah, he used the word and seed as synonymous in, in sharing a parable, but he didn't, that the word of God doesn't exhaust seeds. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because Paul says, whatever. Now, if he to say whatever, that's got to be something other than just one thing. Because if it was just the word, he would say, for whoever sows the word will then reap from the word life, peace, whatever. He couldn't even put in the statement ruin, decay, and destruction when he talked about the word. You can't. It's impossible. So let me give you just a brief list because it's not an exhaustive list because uh, maybe you can, uh, you, you can relate to some of these uh, of other kinds of seed, other kinds of seed that we can sow. Okay, because we're talking about the power, the ability, the strength, the might, the force of a seed, right? Here are the other types of seeds. Uh, actions. Actions. And they could be good or bad. I mean, if you slap somebody, that's a bad seed. Some of y'all like, it depends, Pastor, it depends. <laughs> Might be a bad seed for them, but maybe a good one for me because I feel good. No, when we keep it everything in the context of doing things God's way, smacking someone is a bad seed. Am I right about it? Because he says, do not render evil for evil. He says, instead, render good for evil because it will be as if you're heaping coals of fire up on their head. So God's way to get back to people is to be good to them. See, 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 we got a better way, though, don't we? We got a better way. Pastor, I just need five minutes with them in the back room. I just need five minutes. Just give me five minutes, Pastor. I'll just get it all out, and I'll come out, praise the Lord. That is not how God gets things done. He said, bless them that curse you. Come on. But actions, actions can be a seed. Okay? Desire. Desire is a seed. And desire can be good or desire can be bad. You know, somebody can desire something bad enough and they'll steal it. That's a bad seed. Or they can desire something enough and go after it, and work, and believe God, and, and, uh, and, and, and do what they got to do to achieve it. That's a good seed. Is that making sense? Okay. Emotions are a seed. Emotions are a seed. I mean, a joy, a happiness, well, joy is not really an emotion. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is a, is, is a, is a divine force. But happiness is a good seed. Walk into a room when there is tension 
and just sow a happy seed. See what happens to the atmosphere. It'll change. Why? Because of the seed that you sow. Go into that same room with tension and add tension to it. Guess what happened? The tension will elevate. It's a bad seed. Right? Fruit seeds. This is natural. Fruit seeds. I mean, you can plant an orange seed and grow an orange tree. Because the man said whatever, so we got to look at everything. We just can't look at, you know, what's spiritual. That's fruit seeds. Okay? Gifts are seeds. Gifts, whether that's a present that you buy for someone or whether that's a gift that you've been given of God. That's a seed. When you use your gift, you're planting a good seed. Does that make sense? So if you have a gift of encouragement and you encourage somebody, you just planted a good seed. Right? Okay, of course, there's human seed. That's how we all got here. I'll leave it at that. Look at this. You might, you might, this might shock you. Jesus is a seed. How do we know? Because God planted Jesus to get us. He's a seed. He's a seed. All right? Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Hold on to your seat. Hold on to your seat. I'm going to go past this real fast. Money's a seed. Come on, let's go. Because I, I need y'all to stay engaged because y'all hear that. Y'all, y'all go tilt. Uh, uh, what, what? What? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. The man said whatever. Did he not say whatever? So now, you're getting the real meaning of whatever today because some of y'all, when y'all are tired, y'all be like, whatever. But you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You're opening the door to whatever when you say, whatever. Because you're not defining what your, your expectation is. So whatever comes, you got to accept because you said, whatever. I got to change that. No, just tell people what you want. If you want somebody to stop talking to you, don't say whatever and walk away. Just say, I would, I would really appreciate it if you stop talking to me right now. <laughs> I'd, I'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate it if you just stop talking to me right now. Because you know what? If you don't want to talk to them and you say whatever and they keep talking, you can't get mad because you gave them the right to determine what they want to give you. Because you don't want to say it. Whatever. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You don't go up to the counter, order your food, and say, give me whatever. (laughs) Do you? I said, do you? You get, tell them, exa- I, I, I want number three, and can you large the fries? Don't put no ice in my drink. Is that, is that not right? And I don't know, it, it, just, it, just, it, just, it, just, it just tickles me that somebody who goes to the same, same place a lot and then get up to the menu in the drive-thru <laughs> and be like, let me see what I want. 
and you end up getting the same thing you've gotten every other time you came up in there. Like, what you, like the menu's not going to change. <laughs> so in case you didn't hear that last type of seed or seed type, money is a seed. Okay, let me move on. Let me move on. Jesus. Praise and worship is a seed. So when we have praise and worship at the beginning of our services, what are we doing? We're sowing seeds in the Spirit to pull from the Spirit. So now when we make those deposits of praise and worship, in the beginning we open up portals to receive from the Spirit for the rest of the service. Is that making sense? Okay. Prayer is a seed. Prayer is a seed. Okay? Your time in prayer is a seed. Okay? Serving, volunteering, serving, utilizing your gifts, we already talked about it, is a seed. When you serve others, you're planting seed to be served yourself. Is this, all in, is this making sense? Okay? Look at this. Study and meditation is a seed. Study and meditation is a seed. Okay, let's keep going. Thoughts are seed. Whether good thoughts or bad thoughts, they're seeds. Because we end up acting on that which we think about the most. Would you spend your time thinking about, like if you, if you married and you didn't, you didn't heard something about what your spouse then did and they on their way home, and you thinking about that while they on their way home, you're going to act out what you've been thinking about. Amen. Now, that's the bad side, but that could be a good side. They could be on their way home, and you think about just about, ooh, I'm going to be glad when they get home. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, ooh they're going to be glad they got home today. Also, oh, y'all won't go there. Okay. I heard more noise when I, thought of, when I was talking about the bad side. Mm-mm. There's vegetable seeds. Vegetable seeds. Ah, man, I forgot that too. Hey, uh, wait then, really fast, super fast. Go in my bag and bring me those two bags of seed, please, real quickly, real quickly. Yeah, now, go. Shoom. Fast, go. That, it's that way, yeah, there you go, praise God. <laughs> it's in my bag, son, it's in, in my bag. Okay. Praise God. Vegetable seeds. Look at this. Vision is a seed. Vision, what you see. I'm not talking about divine. I'm talking about what you see. What you see is a seed. That's why you got to be careful what you watch a lot of. Okay, thank you, son. Praise God. Give it up for waiting. Give it, y'all give it up for waiting. Yeah, yeah, praise God. <laughs> he going to get me later. Praise God. <laughs> ah, vision, what you see is a seed. So if you're always looking at what you don't have, you're sowing seeds of lack. Because what you see is a seed. Okay? Words, words of man, words of man are seeds. Good seed or bad seed. 
words of men, words of man. That's why you got to be careful what you listen to a lot. Because it's putting seeds in you. Okay, and we're going to show, we're going to see in this, in this, uh, in this series that, should I see it? Yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to put it, I'm going to talk about it in this series, that you can't, you cannot stop a seed. Once the seed is planted, that seed knows exactly what to do, and it's going to do it. Y'all see that plant coming out of that rock, don't you? That's not by accident. That's by design. All right? The Word of God, we already talked about, is a seed. And then the last one on my list, again, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's just a list to get us thinking, work. Your work is a seed. I got one amen. I appreciate that, too. I don't know where it came from, but thank you. Because most of us are get, trying to get out of work. We're trying to get out of as much work as we can as fast as possible, aren't we? You can say yes, because I know you are anyway. Whether you say yes or not, I know you're trying to get out of work. But work was the first thing God gave man. God gave man work before he gave him a companion. So if you're interested in somebody that ain't working, they ain't ready. Because work got to come first. Because I am not going to take care of you for the rest of my life. You, the devil is a lie. You better go find, you better go sweep the streets or go somewhere, flip burgers, do something. You better get a job somewhere. Praise the Lord. Yeah, work was before the, work was before the woman. How you going to be player, player, unemployed? How, no, 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 that don't even work. How you going to be player, player, unemployed? And ladies, y'all got to understand that. Don't be messing with no joker that he ain't got no job. No, your job right now is not to hit on me. Your job is go find a job. Because right now, you're not sowing no seeds of work. And what, what you, the harvest you're going to get a no seeds of work is no, no, no pay. And I can't live when nobody ain't got no pay because I ain't going to be out here working 10, 12, and 3, and 4 jobs and you laid up at the house with your big self. Oh, y'all don't like this kind of teaching. Y'all don't like this kind of teaching. Huh? Praise God. And mamas, don't be scared. If your, your daughter come in, show me your pay stub. Where you working? Oh, I'm out there looking at, all right, this is shut down until you get a job. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. Because when the righteous flourish, the nation rejoices. See, if we keep living substandard lives, how can the nation rejoice? How can the nation change if the righteous are the same? Amen. I said amen. Praise God. Now, if you, you're looking at a female, she ain't got no job, then that's, that's, the, that's the dude's decision. If he want to work all his life and not have it work, that's his decision. But the Bible says the man's supposed to be responsible. And I don't know nobody responsible with no job. Hello. 
If he wanted his woman to be at home all day, have his meals hot when he get home, then that's his choice. But I don't believe it should be the other way around. Call me old school or what? Bible says man don't provide for his family. He's worse than the infidel. All Jesus. All Jesus. All Jesus. I thought you were talking about the power of seed, Pastor. I am. <laughs> See, I told y'all, y'all don't know where I'm going. See, some of y'all had your mind made up. Y'all thought y'all knew what I was going. Y'all know where I'm going. The Lord is leading me. So somebody, somebody need to hear that, whether in here or watching online. Cut that joker loose until he get the job. Praise the Lord. Okay, now, looking at this list. <laughs> did I miss something? What's that? Look, looking at this list, we have to conclude that we are most always sowing seed. I mean, just, just consider the list that we, this is not an exhaustive list, but just consider this list. We are most always sowing seed. We always saying something. We should be working. We always got emotions. Come on. We're always, and so now we got to understand, when we understand this power of a seed, we got to now be considering what we be doing all day. Because what we're experiencing in our life may not be a, 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 a surprise to the system like it is a surprise to you. Because some are experiencing, some of us are experiencing some things, and some of us are not experiencing some things, and we don't know why we're experiencing what we're experiencing, but it's probably because of the seeds. Not probably, it is because of the seeds you've been sowing through your life. Amen. You can't come in here and throw your hands up, throw your hands up, and praise the Lord on Sunday and then talk negatively all week. You can't make it. You hurting, and this hurting, and that hurting, and, and you can't do this, and you can't do this. If it wasn't for uh, falling backwards, it wouldn't be no motion at all. All that kind of stuff. But you throw your hands up on Sunday because everybody looking. But you're sowing contrary seeds throughout the week. And, you, and you're wondering why. Why is it not happening for me like it's happening for others? That's why this series is so important. Okay? Now, the, the parable that we uh, opened up with, Mark chapter 4, is simply an explanation of the law of seed, time, and harvest. Go to Genesis 8 real fast, and let's look at this law of seed, time, and harvest. Okay, this law. Everybody say law. law. Now, a law is so powerful that it will work, it will work whether you know about it or not. That's a law. A law is independent of whatever you think about the law. I don't care if you like the law of seed time and harvest or not. It is working, and it's working all the time. I don't care if you, what you think about the law of love. It, it's still working all the time. Amen. Doesn't matter. A law is a law. That police officer don't care what you think about the law if he pull you over, you speeding. He can care less. You still gonna get this ticket? I don't care. Have an attitude. That makes me no difference. 
You better control it because it could be more than this ticket. I don't care if it, I didn't make your day. So what? The law works all the time. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Look at Genesis 8, 22. It says, while the earth remains. Anybody realize that the earth was still here this morning? How many glad the earth was still here this morning? Jesus, praise the Lord. So now, we're still on the earth, right? So now everything it says after the earth remaining is still in place. And the first thing he says is seed time and harvest. While the earth remains, there's seed time and harvest. Wow. Doesn't care, don't care what you think about it. Don't care what anybody else says about it. This law is still in place because the earth is still here. Then he says, cold and heat. Anybody realize it get cold sometimes? It get hot sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right, winter and summer. I mean, glad that we came out of the winter. We getting ready to go in the summer. Praise the Lord. And day and night. How many glad night comes because you get to sleep? Praise the Lord. How many glad night comes? But how many glad that joy comes in the morning? Come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't it amazing how, how so effortless, effortlessly it is to believe that there's go, it's going to get cold sometimes and it's going to get hot sometimes. Look how effortlessly it is to believe that it's going to be winter, but then just hold on because summer's coming. How, look how effortlessly it is. Effortlessly it is. Eff effortless it is. Praise God. Say that three times fast, won't you? <laughs> to believe that <laughs> it's going to be some day and it's going to be some night. But then when the conversation comes up about seed time and harvest, ooh, I got to go pray about that. Pray about what? See, there you go again, trying to mock God. Because to say and believe that there's going to be cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, and then say there's no such thing as seed time and harvest, you just mock God. You just told God that you don't know what you're talking about with your smart self. And you wonder why things aren't the way you desire them to be. Wow. Look at this. Listen to this. You can cheat or manipulate nearly all systems that men have created. You can cheat or manipulate nearly all systems that men have created. The legal system can be cheated. The educational system can be treated, uh, can be beaten or cheated. The economic system can be cheated for a time. But one thing you, you got to understand, folks, you can't cheat God's system. I don't care what you say. You cannot manipulate or cheat God's system. It is working whether you think it's working or not. Are you hearing me? So the law of seed time and harvest cannot be violated. Cannot be violated. Because it's independent of what you think. It's independent even of what you believe most of the time. Because when you sow a seed, the seed goes into action. We already saw it in Mark chapter 4. Man scatters the seed on the ground. The seed springs up and grows. The man doesn't even know how. But the seed does. Amen. Amen. 
So let's talk about some things in our remaining time. We got uh, just a few moments left. But uh, y'all all right? Can y'all handle a little bit more? Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Because we got to understand the seed there. We got to understand the seed, okay? First of all, understand this. Everything begins with the seed. Everything begins with a seed, all right? If you're married today, your marriage relationship began with a seed. One of the two of you said something to the other to get this thing started. You don't just arrive at the altar and be like, let's get married. <laughs> no, seeds were planted all throughout the relationship to bring you to a place of marriage. Is that right? So everything begins with the seed. Our lives, our physical lives, our human lives began with the seed. Every relationship you have with your BFF, it began with the seed. Something somebody said, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, what you like? I like this. Oh, I like that too. You want to hang out? Sure. <laughs> What's that? That's the seed. Right? Your born-again experience started with a seed. Yeah. Your employment started with a seed. Everything starts with a seed. Everything. is the seed is the origin of everything. The seed is the origin of your success. A seed is the origin of your failure. Everything. Everybody say everything. everything. Everything begins with a seed. Every argument begins with a seed. Somebody sold something that the other person didn't like. All reconciliation begins with a seed. A coming back together. Somebody humbled themselves and sowed a seed of love to begin a conversation for reconciliation. Everything starts with a seed. Y'all got that? Look at this, number two. We're talking about understanding the seed now. Every seed has life in it. Every seed has life in it. I heard somebody say it this way, that every seed has invisible instructions contained within it. When, when, when seed was released from your father... Your, your father didn't have to tell that seed what to do. That seed started swimming. He, uh, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, get it, he didn't come out and be like, what I'm going to do now? <laughs> y'all seen the little video clip? Come on, y'all. Come on, stop being so deep. That rascal took off. Because he had invisible instructions. When you plant in your garden and you cover that seed up, you don't go back every day and say, now seed. Seed. Hear me, seed. You need to break open and you need to grow up. You do not do that. You cover that seed up and your, point, your, your, your action then is to protect it, to weed it, to water it, to nourish it so it can come up. But that seed knows exactly what to do. Exactly what to do. Because it has invisible instructions. So now, those, the word seeds that you use, and you, and you know before you do it, like when you really want to get up on, under somebody's skin, 
you know exactly what to say because you know that that seed that you're about to produce is about to get a certain reaction. That's why you're planting it. I right, praise the Lord. All seed must be planted to germinate. All seed must be planted to germinate. See, if you never tell somebody what you think about them, that seed will never germinate in their life because you never planted. However, that seed is germinating in you. Because you're keeping the thought seed, and it's growing in you. So day after day, you're disliking them or liking them more and more without saying a word because it's germinating in you. Amen. Y'all getting anything yet? Okay, praise God. I'm just, just want to help you. Just want to help you. It must be planted. That's why you don't go into the hardware stores and have to walk through a bunch of weeds and plants. You just go to a packet display and you pick out what you want because the seeds and those packets have not been planted yet, so they can't do anything until it's planted. So parents, if you're not planting seeds in your children, they can't do anything with those seeds because they haven't been planted. Seeds of encouragement, seeds of love, seeds of support. They don't, know you, they don't know you support them if you don't tell them. Amen. I'm just trying to get, hit a gamut of things so, so, we, so, so we don't get tunnel vision when we hear this, this seed thing. Okay? All right? Look at this. A seed is much smaller than the harvest it produces. A seed is much smaller than the harvest it produces. And isn't it amazing that God speaks to us, and when he speaks to us, it's really just a little thing he wants us to do, but he, we make it big. Sometimes God is just, 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 that one right there, just speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. God can't speak to them. They don't know who I am. Okay, that's the whole point. Speak to them so you, they can get to know you. Oh, God, I can't do that. Ooh, I'm shy. It's a little thing. Hi. I mean, it's so minuscule. Hello. How are you? That is so small, but we didn't made it big. We didn't, we didn't go in our prayer closet. We didn't, you know, sackcloth and ashes. Oh, God, I don't know who they are. Jesus. It's just a small thing. Like Naaman came to the prophet of God. Naaman, said, Naaman came to the prophet of, God, prophet of God with leprosy. With leprosy. Stuff falling off his body. And the prophet says, tell him go dip in the Jordan seven times. He got upset. How, he don't even come out here and speak to me. Do he know? Yeah, you a man with stuff falling off. That wants help. He came to, he came to the man of God. And thank God he had a servant with some sense. The servant says, now, master, if he'd ask you to do a hard thing. See? Why? Because hard things gets a scene. 
Simple things fly on the radar, and we always want to be seen. Look what I did. Look what I did. No, it's not about what you did. It's what God is doing through you. So he said, yeah, I, I probably would have did that. He says, well, what's the big deal about going and tipping in the Jordan? Then he says, there's a cleaner river over there. He ain't say the cleaner river. He said Jordan. Because he was worried about his reputation. But thank God he had some sense. He went over there and he dipped, he dipped in the Jordan. Simple thing. One. Two. Finger fell off. Three. Ear left. Four. Lost two, to two toes. Five. Something else came off. Six. Stuff still falling off. But seven. Somebody said but seven. That rascal went down there the seventh time and came up. All this stuff was back. Simple thing. He didn't even have to swim. All he had to do was dip. You see, some of us would have talked ourselves out. I can't swim. I can't swim. He didn't say swim. He said dip. See how we trying to make small stuff big. Come on, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. Praise God. A seed is much smaller than the harvest it produces. So I went out and got some um, seed on yesterday. And I got me some pea seed. Anybody eat peas here? I got some sugar daddy peas. You know anything about sugar daddy peas? Oh, she, she, she rocked her head. She said, ah. <laughs> so next time y'all try them sugar daddy peas, boy, there must be something going on. All I know is peas. And so I have a packet with approximately um, 100 pea seeds in here. And in research, it tells me that one pea seed will pr uh, produce one pea plant, which will end up giving you five pea pods. And in each pod will be three peas. Okay, so you do all that math. This one pack of the seeds will produce 1,500 more pea seeds. Just what's in this packet. It will produce 500 pea pods with this one packet. 500 pea pods, 1,500 seeds, uh, 1,500 peas. Look, it's much smaller than what it produces. Y'all see that? And all this happens in approximately 60 days. So you can take this and plant it and in 60 days have 1,500, 150, is that right? Times what this packet would do. One, a 150 fold return in 60 days. One packet. I think I'm doing my math right. No, 15 times. A 15-fold return, okay? Because it's 100, you get 1,500 back, so it's 15, okay? But that's not, that's not bad. So you get 15 packets for planting one. Pretty good return in just 60 days. Because what these seeds produce is much larger than what it is. Then I got me some uh, sweet corn. Anybody do some sweet corn? How many like that sweet corn when it's hot? And the butter just dripping off of it? Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Boy, you can holler away. You be like, <laughs> you be burning your tongue <laughs> and your lips. <laughs> but it'd it be so good, don't it? <laughs> Come on, talk to me, y'all. You like, you, you, just, you just suffer in pain. You just in pain, but that, that, that stuff is good. Don't even, don't even be fancy and get the little, 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 little corn sticks on the end. Paper towel. Oh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Praise God. And it's amazing that even ear corn tastes better even when you shave it off and eat it like regular corn. Y'all ever done that before? I don't know what that canned corn be doing. It's, the same, it's probably the same corn, but it don't taste good. This is a little funny thing. I'm, I'm going to let y'all out here in a minute. But I, I saw this video. Uh, this this guy, he's a comedian. And he said, and I call this video, and he was talking about all these types of bottled water. You know, Aquafina and Voss and, and you know, these, these uh, Fiji and all these, all these, all these bottled water that, that you pay a little bit of money for. He says, I've never tasted water better than good old Side of the house hose water. <laughs> I said, bro, I got to agree with you. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the hose season it or whatever, but that, that hose water be good. Come on, do I have any witnesses in my house? In the house. Come on, in, any witness? Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. That hose water be cold and you might <laughs> be all upside your face. Glory to God. Come on, let me get back to my lesson. Jesus. Jesus, that's old school. <laughs> but I got some sweet corn here. And in this, uh, it's 75 seeds in this, uh, in, this, uh, in this packet. And again, research says that this would produce about 150 ears of corn. Okay, two ears of corn on one stalk of corn. Okay, so 150 ears. Now, look at this. There is 800 kernels of corn on each ear. 800. And so now, if I planted all these and got maximum har uh, harvest, I can take the 75 corn seeds and produce 120,000 kernels of corn from this one packet of seed. Why do I go through all this? to just demonstrate and illustrate the power of a seed. See, we oftentimes sit around and think we don't have enough. But when you turn things into seed, God oftentimes put his super on the natural and brings a bountiful harvest. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Shout with me this morning, the power of a seed. Come on, let's stand and praise God for his goodness. Come on, let's, that's, that's, that's glory to God. We got to, amen, amen, praise the Lord. I, I don't, I have, I have more, but I got to stop, praise God. Come on, let's just praise God for the word. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Come on. Give the Lord some, plant some seed of praise. Come on, plant some seed of praise. Oh man, look at that different response. Amen. Father, we do bless you so much. We thank you for the word of God. And Father, we thank you for the power that's contained in the seed.
And Father, we ask now as we begin this series that you help us understand how to intentionally and systematically sow right seeds. Whether it be in the words that we say, the actions that we have, the work that we do, whatever it is, Father, help us to sow right seeds. And as a result, we'll begin to see more and more right things spring up in our life. So, Father, we thank you for Holy Spirit aiding us and helping us to have full understanding of what you're wanting to communicate to us in this season. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hit, hit about eyes closed. Nobody walking, nobody moving except those authorized to do so. At this time, we want to give opportunities today for those of you who are here that may have a spiritual need and you desire that spiritual need to be met. Our first opportunity is this, to be born again. We talked about it earlier that we're born again by incorruptible seed. So that word that was shared today was intended to be a seed for your life. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not saved, but I want to be saved. I want to give my heart to Jesus today. We want to pray with you. We want to introduce you to Jesus. We want to pray with you so that you can receive a relationship with God on today. So if that's you, you say, Pastor, I'm not saved, but I want to give my heart to Jesus today. I want to be born again. If that's you, would you lift your hand as you're standing today so we can recognize it? We just simply want to pray for you today. We want to pray for you and pray with you for you to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If that's you, can you lift your hand so we can recognize it? Born again for the first time. Secondly, today is this. If you're here and maybe you did give your heart to Jesus, but for whatever reason, you're not living like you're saved. We call that a falling away. We call that being backslidden. But hey, it's no big deal because God not only forgives us, God also restores us. And listen, the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to save you. He's powerful enough to restore you. So if you're here today and say, Pastor, I've been sowing some bad seeds. I've I just been living in it all kind of way. But I want to get it right today. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus, and I want to start, have a brand new start with my life with God. So if that's you today, would you lift your hand as you're standing because we want to pray, you, pray with you for that as well. Pastor, I need to get my relationship with God back on track. I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. Pray for me. If that's you, would you lift your hand today? We want to pray with you and pray for you today. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Now, there's a second experience that the Bible teaches us called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm, 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 I'm walking with God to the best of my ability. But you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You haven't received the power of God up on you. You have them in you, but you don't have them up on you to be a witness for Jesus. And the Bible says every born-again person can be filled with the Spirit or baptized with the Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. If that's you today and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I have not received that experience, but I want that for my life today. I want the power of God up on my life. Would you lift your hand today? We want to pray for you for that as well. Pastor, I want to receive the baptism with Holy Spirit today. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, then our last opportunity today is for you to connect with this ministry. 
I believe every person needs to be in a good local church. And a good local church is not just one that exists. It's one that will love you enough to tell you the truth. Because Jesus says that it's truth that makes you free. Not opinion, but truth. And so if you're here today and you sense a connection with me as a pastor, and you sense a connection with this ministry, and you say, Pastor, I want to make this my church. I want to make this my church home. I just simply want you to obey God today. Because the Bible tells us it is God who sets the members in the church as it pleases him. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, that's me. I want to connect with FCC out today. I want to make this my church. Would you lift your hand today as you're standing? Because we want to receive you as a partner in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you so much there. Anyone else will say, Pastor, I want to make this my church. I want to make this my church. Or maybe you want to respond on any of those other, other appeals. Born again, rededicate your life to the Lord, baptism with the Holy Spirit, or join the church. Whichever one, it doesn't matter. All of, the, all, of the, uh, all of the above are available, praise God. And so if that's you, if you haven't lifted your hand, would you go ahead and lift your hand now in Jesus' name? Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Now, if you're watching this online today, thank you so much for viewing. But if one of those appeals was for you, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at the address on the screen behind me. And listen, we'll respond right away. We'll, we'll pray with you. We'll rejoice with you. We'll even send you out some information uh, free of charge so that your walk with Christ can be started on the right foot. God bless you and let us hear from you. And again, thank you for tuning in. Let's, let's celebrate those that watched us online today. God bless you. Thank you so much. Praise God.